Hey friend, it's Stephanie Radcliffe, your host of the Stories Begin at Home podcast. As a homeschool mom of five, I know firsthand the overwhelm and informational overload that we can find ourselves in these days. I created this space so we could inhale and exhale together, helping us to relax our methods, standards, and ideals by putting connection over a curriculum. We'll chat all things homeschool, natural learning, gentle and respectful parenting, and gospel-centered motherhood. But don't let any of those terms deter you. We don't judge a book by its cover over here. All are welcome. Let's embrace our unique family stories and grow in confidence as we learn to trust ourselves and our children. So grab your coffee or tea, listen as you do dishes or change another load of laundry. Take a deep breath, grab a pen, figurative or literal, and let's rewrite freedom, joy, and connection in our homes and homeschools. All stories begin somewhere. Let's begin ours at home. Hey friends, it's Stephanie, and I had such a blast chatting with Cynthia and Justine from Learn and Live Letter for our next podcast episode. Their passion for home education and helping families make it joyful and beautiful is simply amazing. I could have chatted with them for hours. I adore their friendship and how they've created a business together born out of their passion. We chat about finding community in our homeschooling journeys and why this is so incredibly important. We talk about de-schooling and how this makes us not feel like we are failing as homeschool moms and why it's so important to do. We talk about how unplanned days equal joyful days, but how schedule and rigidity equal canceled joy. We talk about the beauty of flexibility and conquering our fears. Cynthia and Justine create unit studies and they empower homeschool families with their amazing online community. They focus on child-led learning and meeting individual children where they're at. They also do an incredible job of turning the tables and helping to normalize home education and encourage us all. I hope that you'll stick around, check out this podcast episode and listen till the end and be sure to check them out on Instagram and I'll link their website in the show notes below. Let's get started. coming on and listening. Um, I'm so excited to talk um, more um, with, um, it's just, just say your names again, Cynthia and Justine, right? Am I saying yes. that right? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, I, I was um, stalking your profile a little bit to like make these questions. <laughs> and I was super excited to hear about like your background and how you guys came together. So Tell me more about yourselves, where you guys live, a little bit about your background, your kiddos, and what made you begin homeschooling and then merge together to create um, Live and Learn Letter? Yeah, sure. So I'll start. Um, okay. I started homeschooling in 2005, and okay. I have three children. So my oldest is 20, and okay. he graduated through from homeschooling and then went on to community college and also graduated from that. Um, okay. My second child... 17 and he's currently in his senior year of homeschool and then I have a five-year-old Noah who is the one on the profile because he's the one doing learn and live letter <laughs> uh, yeah so I started homeschooling in New York City uh, which has an amazing homeschool community and really the reason we started homeschooling was because I didn't really like um, the public school option that we had and I couldn't afford private school and I had applied to several charter schools and we didn't get in um, and so at the time it was like, all right, well, I'm just going to try this for a year and hopefully we'll get accepted to a charter school for first yeah. grade or like, we'll figure something out. 
And so my first year was just completely like, this is not for real. Like, let's just see what happens. Um, and I had no idea. Basically, I had no, I had all those crazy myths that we talk about all the time and say like, people are crazy what they think about us. I thought all those things. And so I was like, this is like, I'm doing like the craziest thing in the world. And I did. I was like, I was like, nobody homeschools in New York. Like, I've never met a homeschooler in the whole city. And I've lived here my whole life. And then I found this community and it was amazing. And I was like, oh my God, you guys. <laughs> there were people who homeschooled, like college professors who were homeschooling their kids, actors, of course. Like who, who was um, Wolverine? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman lived in New York City and homeschooled his kids. Like what? there were, yeah, oh, it was that. like, and like then there were like it's kids. like a secret society. Yes, then then there were kids who were <laughs> actors, and they were like homeschooling. And then there were like kids that were other professionals. Like there was a boy in one of our classes, and he was part of the American Ballet Theater. And then there were just like regular kids too, like <laughs> regular type, regular <laughs> homeschoolers. <laughs> but like the gamut was so—is that the right word? Yes. Yeah. So wide. Like everyone homeschooled for different reasons. Some people homeschooled because they have food allergies or just like whatever reason. And because of that, everybody was coming to the table for a different reason. It made it so interesting. It yes. was so cool. Everyone had a different why. And it just was like, you would meet someone and you would say, well, why are you homeschooling? And like yeah. their story was always so unique and fun. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to do what you do. <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, I, I moved to New York. Um, and before, right after I graduated college and I met my husband, we got married, we ended up moving to Queens, which is where Cynthia had grown up mm -hmm. and we became friends. She had her two boys who were like 11 and nine at the yeah, time. they were little. And they were so brilliant and so interesting and would sit and have a full on adult conversation with me in a way that I had never really seen children of that age do. Normally they were very comfortable with their peers, but around adults, it was sort of awkward. Um, yeah. But they weren't like that. They were just really cool. And I had sort of come to the table with the same kind of misconceptions of homeschooling. I was from a town where I was in public school. All my friends were public school. There was maybe one homeschooled child that came to school for choir. And like, that was it. And <laughs> they were a little awkward. So it was like easy to fall into this. Well, that's just how all homeschool kids are. Like I always think right. of the scene in Mean Girls where she talks about everyone's <laughs> misconceptions about homeschoolers. Like, yep, that's exactly how I felt about it. And yeah. then I see it in real life. And not only were the boys so cool, but I just loved <laughs> Thea's approach to it. Uh, it was yeah. just this very tailored education. And in my head, it was like, this is how like rich people educate their kids where they get to make it so specific to how their child learns and what they like to do and spend the day in these obviously in New York you have so many museums and things yeah. and I just loved the approach and how much fun everyone seemed to be having um, and I wasn't I didn't have children yet at the time but it kind of put the thought in my head like well we're going to be in New York when we start having kids like maybe this is the path for us too and we had my first daughter um, we ended up leaving New York and moving to Virginia right before she started preschool. We, we both moved to yes, Virginia together. because we are inseparable, apparently. So yeah, we live like a minute apart now, which is so much okay. Um And uh, when it was time for Vivian to start preschool, I was like, 
I mean, I'm, I'm going to homeschool. This is what I've been planning on doing. And then the following year, uh, COVID-19 hit. And I was still working part-time um, at a, an all-virtual company, or uh, remote company, I should say. And most of my coworkers were moms. And everyone started freaking out because <laughs> now they were thrown into the homeschooling world. And yeah. they all immediately approached it with this idea of, I hate it. I'm going to hate it. I hate everything about it. Yeah. And it made me so sad because... Yeah. I loved homeschooling and I knew how wow. much Cynthia loved it. I knew how much joy and happiness there could be in homeschooling. And I just yeah. felt like you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I started putting together, which in hindsight were tiny little unit studies where I would like pick a theme for the week and I would send them a math, science, art, music, and like movement based activity. And I said, just do one of these a day this week. And mm. that's it. Don't worry about anything else. Just do that and cook with your kid and read with them every day. And look, you've checked off every subject. Good for you. Yeah. And, and in the meantime, for years, Cynthia had been saying to me, well, one day when we do our own curriculum, <laughs> and I was always like, sure, when like my kids have also graduated college and I'm like a really experienced homeschool mom, like then I'll feel confident telling people what to do. So I'm doing this in the meantime. And I was the newsletter editor for this media company. And I started thinking, like, it'd be so, if, how can I make this easier and less scary? And like, what if an, you got an email and the email just told you what to do and it had links for everything you needed to buy. And it was just like, click this and do this and watch this with your kid and do this. And that was it. And you were done. You didn't have to run around and gather all these supplies. or You didn't have to print anything. You didn't have to print anything. <laughs> That's a good one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And so she came over to my house. We were like out in the backyard because you couldn't go anywhere. I think my, our kids were all in like one of those little blow up pools. And I was like, so I was thinking yesterday, what if we did your curriculum idea? And like, it came in an email and she's like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, and what if we like called it learn and live? Cause you're like learning, but your life, it's your life. It's all incorporated. And she's like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so it's, it's September. Do we think we could like launch this in a month? And she's like, yes. <laughs> and so uh, we bought a, a, a domain and we signed up for a company to manage our memberships and we launched in 30 days and it was oh insane. Oh my gosh. But now we're going into our third year and it's been so much fun. We love, love, love our subscribers and the families that we've connected with. We love our Instagram community. We, we have so many laughs and I feel like the work we've ended up doing in so many ways is just normalizing homeschool yeah. and making it yeah. seem like not just the weird random kid in your choir, but like <laughs> the, the fun mom next door that you want to hang out with, hopefully. So I, that has been a really fun journey for us. Yes, I love it. I relate to so much of this. Not the queen part, but <laughs> I will say that I've only been in New York three times in my life and I'm literally obsessed and like my dream is to live there one day it's never gonna happen for me but I'm gonna keep <laughs> dreaming it because I literally am just obsessed and just will take short for I can because I'm just I'm speaking of like you said the unique stories and everything like I think that's what fascinates me it's just like all of the stories and all of it so um it holds a special place in my heart so that's I I think that's super fun um well, awesome. Thanks for sharing all of that. I think that's so relatable. And I think that, um, I think that's the, like, 
hang up for most parents, and we're going to delve into that a little bit more as we talk, is this like needing it to be normalized and like the questions that come along with it. Well, what about this? And what about that? So um, I love that you guys really hone in on that mission because I think that's so important. Um, and um, when I asked for those of you listening, when I asked um, these ladies to just talk about what's on their hearts and, and what's going on. Um, they, we talked a little bit about um, how we just really need encouragement and community and empowerment um, from one another um, to be able to do this homeschool thing. Um, and I think there's a lot of parents out there who like want to do it. It sounds interesting. It sounds exciting. It sounds really freeing, but then they're like, but what about X, Y, and Z? Um, so mm -hmm. when you hear, from parents um, that contact you or maybe some of your subscribers or whatever it is. Um, what do you think are like the main things that you're hearing that parents are saying or needing help with? So the first thing that we hear all the time, and it really started pouring in once we started kind of poking fun of it in our reels <laughs> is the, the crazy things people say to you when you tell them you're even thinking about homeschooling. Yeah. And I mean, it like breaks hearts and makes us laugh at the same time because yeah. one time we did a post asking people what's the first thing someone said to you and over and over and over again it was are you sure you can do that mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. what a horrible way to launch into something that does require so much time energy and your heart mm -hmm. somebody immediately doubting you yeah. mm -hmm. and I mean it, it, I feel like it would hurt the same way if someone was like do you are you sure you can be a parent right like because it, it is so close to your heart when you yeah. dive into this and so we have really, part of our like normalizing has been kind of taking back that conversation. Uh, we do it a lot in our flip reels where we say like, can you imagine someone saying this to a child who, who schooled outside the home? We, we call it yeah. traditional schooling and some people get upset about that. So not homeschooling is what we're yeah. talking about. Um, it's, and when you hear it in reverse, some, it just makes it so clear how ridiculous most of the things people say are and helps you realize, like, <laughs> wait a minute, like, why am I listening to those voices? They're not making any sense. Yeah. Um, so Sorry. that's the first thing. Someone said in the comments, I love those reels. <laughs> oh, <I'm so> <laughs> I know. Sometimes I'm like, we need to make more, but I'm out of ideas because people <laughs> just say the same things. <laughs> no, I know. It's true. They do. <laughs> um, but. So a big part of that has just been in, encouraging them that uh, we don't want the first voice you hear to be someone saying, are you sure you can do that? We want it to be like, right. that's so amazing yeah. that you are taking uh, this leap. And there's really no reason why you can't yeah. if it's your priority. And let us walk you through and like unpack all of the doubts and fears that you have right off the bat. So yeah. you jump in thinking like, okay, I can do this. Like there are things yeah. to overcome. It is a lot of work, but it's not that I am incapable. It's not that I don't have, that I don't feel empowered. I don't feel supported. Yeah. So that's why yeah. the first thing. I think that another important thing is that when you start homeschooling, everybody looks for the roadmap. And I think it's important for people to know there is not one roadmap. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard. And I think even um, sometimes newer homeschoolers because they find success in their way of doing it they do present this idea like no well this is the roadmap and I yeah. have learned through my almost two decades of homeschooling there is not one right way to homeschool 
and within a family. Right. And if anyone tells you there is, they're wrong. (laughs) You can make a success of homeschooling by doing it very, very uniquely and differently and really molding it to your family. And even within your family, like molding it to your child, there is not one right way. And when you really get to come to grips with that, it's so freeing and liberating because now, you know, like I can really make this my own and it's going to be great. And if it doesn't work, it's, I feel like it's the way we try to teach people to think about teaching your child to learn that like mistakes aren't failure, Uh mistakes are learning. Right. So now you know what doesn't work and you'll never (laughs) waste your time with that ever again. And you try something new and you keep experimenting until you find what does work. But in the meantime, none of that is wasted. They're all learning opportunities. Yeah. And I love, um, I talk about her all the time and I laugh, but my coach, um, Mickey Richards at Homeschooling My Boys, her favorite or one of my favorite things she says is, but I wonder if there's a third way. Um, Because exactly what you're saying is oftentimes new homeschool, and I still consider myself new, by the way, I'm only in three years here and my oldest is only eight. So um, I'm always like, or when I first started meeting with her, I, you know, was scared, honestly, when things weren't working, I'm like, am I going to have to send him to school? I don't want to, I don't, but she's like, and you don't have to. And I'm like, okay. And so she goes, I wonder if there's a third way, like the things I was feeling we weren't getting or needing, she has really helped me see and, and seasoned homeschoolers like yourself um, have helped me see that I can get what we're looking for in homeschool. Like, because there's so many, like we're in life, so we can do whatever we want to be able to get those things. It, I don't have to feel like I have to do that if I don't want to. Um, And so I love what you're saying. Cause on a bad day, I totally go to my mentor homeschool moms who have done it forever to be like, help me stop freaking out, please. Because you're, you're new. That's what it feels like. So I'm so thankful for the community, like you said, and I know that your account offers that so much. And that's so important is to have that community. So, so cool. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, okay. So let's get to the nitty gritty here. Um, let's chat mindset and tweaks and in, in our approaches. Um, so tell us more about how we can take back the joy in our homeschools. If we're feeling like it's a chore or it's a thorn or we're stuck. Um, and we want to keep going. Like I just said that I had felt last year, but I was feeling like I didn't, didn't know how to suit our needs best. Yeah. Uh, something we obviously in preparation for this, we've been having all kinds of conversations today and like a a phrase that we kind of landed on was get out of your homeschool vacuum because Mm -hmm. just like parenthood, very few people are happiest in isolation and I joke a lot. Um, so Cynthia has a sister and they're both my best friends. And uh, her <laughs> sister used to live just a couple of blocks away from me when I had my first daughter. And we spent so much time like traipsing the, the four city blocks to her apartment just so I would have somebody to make eye contact with when my baby did something crazy that would normally make me go insane. And it's something about that moment of connection and getting outside of my little bubble helped me see, laugh about it and find the joy in it and yeah. not feel alone. 
And I think homeschooling has been the same way. I have never felt isolated in homeschool because I've always had Cynthia and she has always been my biggest cheerleader. And I am sharing her with the world, which is very, very generous of me. Uh, but it has just made all the difference. And that's, we talk a lot about finding your community and we know it's easier some places than others, uh, but it's probably the most worthwhile effort you will put in when you are first building your homeschool experience, whether it's finding an online mentor or finding a local Facebook group or following along an Instagram community that makes you laugh and just helps you realize it's not just you. Like we're all in this, we're all feeling it. Yeah, I think um, something else that is important with that mind shift, mind um, shift is to de-school, just to understand what learning looks like and that it looks like a lot of things Mm -hmm. Um, because then you stop feeling like a failure. Um, If you, in your mind, only think that learning is what's happening when you're sitting at a desk holding a pencil, then you're Mm -hmm. really going to miss out on the joy of homeschooling because learning does happen constantly. And if you start to recognize that and give value to those experiences, Mm -hmm. then you're going to feel successful. And like most things, we feel good about ourselves when we're doing things that we can turn around and look at ourselves and be like, oh yeah, I did that. Right. But if you don't value those things, then you're not going to give yourself that recognition. When I think about my favorite homeschool day that we've ever had, it was an experiment that we did with baking soda and vinegar in a bag and we made it look like a snowman and eventually the bag exploded and it was like vinegar and baking soda all over the kitchen. And I just remember my two little girls, like five and three sitting there, and it exploded and their eyes were here and they looked up at me like, are we in trouble? And I started laughing and they started laughing. And it was like, we still talk about that silly, silly day when we made the exploding snowman. And that was learning. And it looked nothing like school. It looked nothing like school at home, school in a, a building, but they learned so much. It was memorable and everything about it was joyful for all of us. And it's, I mean, it's hard to plan moments like that. But as soon as you allow the freedom for it and stop thinking like, well, today will be an excess when we a success if we get through all the lessons that we have on the plan today. And if we read all the books and if we're not, we didn't get through the math assignment. So that means we we failed for the day. Like when you start putting all of those restrictions on your success, your joy, it's not even on the table anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like you, you just nailed it. Like it's, um, you can't plan for it. Like those are the best moments are is, the ones that you can't plan for. So having the flexibility to have those moments that aren't planned for so that you snatch them when they happen. (laughs) I love that. Absolutely. And flexibility is, I think is so important. It's something that we've baked into our program because we really want people to not feel confined by their curriculum. To feel like they learn anywhere. They can take the learning on the road with them. If their child just loves the topics, stay with it forever. We have one of our dear, dearest subscribers who has been a member from the very beginning. She learned her first year of homeschooling that her boys are obsessed with dinosaurs and dinosaurs make their way into every single unit they do. And every time we like text each other pictures of her posts, we're like, did you see what she did today with the dinosaurs and the birds? (laughs) We see dinosaurs like we send them them to her. her. (laughs) Did you you see this dinosaur thing? You gotta use it. Do you have this book yet? You need to get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I myself, like, 
I, um, I found that with my kids, like, we'll be picking a topic and I can't move on like the curriculum will say, because I'm like, right. well, there's, but, or vice versa, they were done yesterday with whatever the topic was, they're not interested. So yes. yeah, we've had moments too, <laughs> even with our own curriculum, like my daughter was not that into learning about airplanes and we got to like day three of it and it's like, Maybe we're just done. Maybe, we're, maybe it's the weekend. We're done learning about airplanes. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Absolutely. Um, okay, so if a parent's listening right now um, and is just really feeling stuck, um, is, is possibly contemplating if homeschooling is even the right decision for them um, and wants to continue but is just feeling really depleted and discouraged, what would be your best advice for them right now? Well, if they haven't started yet and they're just preparing, um, I think so much about homeschooling is not just about homeschooling. It's about your life. So yeah. instead of just thinking about what curriculum you're going to choose, just think about your, your life, your kids, and really focus on what you want your home life to be like now that your kids are home with you. And yeah. obviously if curriculum is part of your plan, then that will get baked in and you will think about that, but that shouldn't be the first thing you think about yeah. because that's really just a very small part of your day. Really yeah. the bigger part of your day is you and your kids, your relationship, personalities, um, mm -hmm. just being with each other and being okay with being in the same room. And it gets harder as they get older. You know, you have, especially if you have a child that you're bringing home after they've been in school for years. Um, and that's where de-schooling comes into play, not only for you, but for your kid. Um, yeah. And give yourself that time, give them that time before you start, you know, working on your curriculum of choice. Yeah. I also think we get a lot of people who are considering homeschooling. They ha usually have very young children. So they're, they're just sort of new to what they're going to do with school. And when they're telling us why they're doubting or they're not certain, their reasons for going to fail are, are usually things that won't happen for another year. Or like, well, what if mm -hmm. they want to go back to school? Or what if I realize I don't like it? Or what if, yeah, a lot of what ifs. And yeah. I think it's, we should take away any of the fear around trying homeschool and then deciding it's not for you. Like even if, yeah. just try for a year. And if it's not for you, your child is so young, they'll go back into elementary school or first grade yeah. or whatever, and everyone will be fine. Yeah. Uh, so not letting the things that could go wrong, stop you from and make you miss out on something that could be really great. Yeah. I love that because actually the reason the, the third way thing that I talked about earlier, what's a third way, the circumstance or the topic surrounding that, that I first heard Mike um, say that to me about was my oldest telling me he wanted to go to school. He was telling me he hated our homeschool, which broke my heart and wanted to go to school um, because our new co-op was starting to meet um, at the preschool that he went to and he was grieving his preschool days because he actually loved them so much. Mm -hmm. um, so it was this whole thing and I was all emotionally tied to it too. Um, well, fast forward now, two years later, but a year later, he loves co-op. He loves homeschool. Like he doesn't ever want to go. And it's like, 
So anyway, just holding on to what you're saying, try it, see what happens. Um, and, um, I love that. That's exactly what you just said about, um, just try it for a year and see what happens. That's exactly what we were kind of like endeavoring ourselves and why I spoke up about that. So I love that. So cool. And I think that too, like we keep talking about like the flexibility of homeschooling is when your kids are, but I want this, I want that. Like we can make that happen for them. Like I knew for me, like my son was just desiring friends. So that like to be, of course, this is in the thick of COVID too. So like when I'm saying he wanted more friends, we were dealing with COVID stuff too and how to get friends in the midst of COVID. So that's a whole nother story. <laughs> right. So, yeah. And I think that is too, is like with so many people starting to homeschool because of COVID or during COVID or all of that, that's like a whole nother thing. So trying to normalize homeschooling and talk about the difference between school at home because of COVID versus what homeschooling can be, I think is like still really super important. So yeah. Okay, so you've talked a little bit already about your unit studies and what you do. But before we wrap up here, I would love for you guys just to tell me um, any last thoughts, if you haven't already said it, um, with um, what you do with your unit studies, what you're about, what your mission is, um, and what you have to offer so that anybody listening, and then of course, I'm going to record this and put it on a, on a podcast episode so everybody knows who you are um, and what your mission is with what you do. Sure. So like we said, the really, the, the, the starting point of Learn and Live Letter was to help people enjoy homeschooling and to yeah. show people how homeschooling should be intricately woven into your life and feel very organic and be something your child enjoys doing, but that you enjoy teaching as well. Um, and so our program is four levels now. Uh, we have levels one, two, two plus, and three. And those are divided into age bus because uh, we try to steer away from grades because obviously a child who is in second grade might not learn exactly the same way as third, but that could really depends on their development in a lot of ways. Um, and then right. levels one through two plus are each 36 week long unit studies that are themed around um, a variety of nature and country based themes. And then okay. level three is month-long unit studies. There's nine. Uh, there were nine for last year, and they were adding nine new ones this year. Um, and they are all country and culture-based. Uh, there's okay. a lot of crossover between the levels. So if you are working with multiple children, you can find we give you suggestions for modifying and upgrading activities so that they can all learn together. Um, but we also encourage you to use our program like a springboard. Uh, like we said, flexibility is a really big thing baked into how the program works. We try to, like I said, limit what you have to print. Um, you do use a lot of hands-on materials. Uh, your child is learning about a, an archaeologist, and then they are actually doing like an Apple mummification project so they can see how, what was the science behind what this person discovered. Uh, we talk a lot about bringing the learning to life. So if you're learning about an abstract math concept, we're helping you bring it down to a concrete level with those manipulatives. Um, Love it. Yeah, each unit study suggests at least three to five books a week. Um, just because we love what Charlotte Mason does and her 
philosophy and we brought that to unit studies. Um, we have an eclectic approach, but we always say we just kind of took our favorite things from yeah. each existing approach. Um, totally. yeah, so a lot of books and also something that makes us different from a lot of unit studies is that we're really making sure that you are covering all of the core subjects, um, but not in a way that feels restrictive. So you get through the end of the week, and when you look back on it, you realize that you've done math, you've done science, you've done literacy, you've done geography, you've done history, but it wasn't like, okay, sit down, because it's math time. Because um, yep. I, I know with like my girls in particular, if I introduce it that way, it's like, oh, math. But if oh, I yeah. say, okay, we're, we're going to cook, and we're going to use fractions, but you don't know that, then right. it just tends to go a lot better. Um, yeah. So that's we also try to take off your plate. You don't have to necessarily think through like, okay, did we do math today? Did we do math this week? It's just, you know, that over the course of the week and especially over the course of the year, you are checking all of those boxes in a fun play-based way. Yeah. I think and then the, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think that's really important for the parents to know that they can check those boxes in their mind or on paper or however, um, because we, you know, with different state requirements, I know that's another really big question that parents ask, like, how do we prove this or that for portfolios or whatever? Well, you can, and, um, those boxes, but still do it in such a fun, joyful, natural way. Yeah. And Very then cool. the final tier, I guess, of our company is really the empowerment that we try to provide for the grown up teaching the lessons. Uh, we do that with, obviously, we have our social media that is open to anyone. We always say, like, we're, we're your free homeschool mentor. Like, if you, if you need <laughs> something in your corner, we're over here. We're covering a lot of general topics and roadblocks that every homeschool family faces. And then when you're a subscriber, you also get a monthly email newsletter from us that covers a specific topic. Usually, you'll, it's, we like to think they're things you're like, oh, how did you know that I was worried about that this month? <laughs> We try to make them very timely based on our experience. And Cynthia has been homeschooling for like 20 years. So she's been there for sure. Uh, and then new this year, if you are a year member, you're invited to three virtual mentoring sessions with us over Zoom. Uh, also themed around seasonal things, but it's really an interactive experience. We have, we're planning to have a lot of Q&A. Uh, we hope that anybody who attends feels comfortable speaking up and what, what they are worried about, because odds are it's not just you. And okay. then we can really help walk them through those challenges and whatever fears are hindering their homeschool joy right at that moment. Mm -hmm. uh, so when people sign up, it's, it's not just a curriculum is what we try to say. Like it's, it's really yeah. your homeschool community comes with it. Nice. I love this so much. Thank you <laughs> for joining me. Like these talks just like, light up my life. And I think they're, so <laughs> thank you so much for what you do. Um, if you ever doubt that you're making a difference, like don't, because this is oh. just like, I just have goosebumps. So thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time. I will make sure that, um, I will like link all of you guys' stuff in our show notes and on our posts and everything so people know how to find you. And those of you listening, um, if you have any questions for us, don't hesitate to reach out. And um, thank you again, ladies. It was so great to chat. Awesome. Yeah, so thank nice you so much for having us. You're welcome. Good night. Good night. Bye.